0: On today's episode of and Drunkards, the Browns do the unthinkable. We'll take all of Segment 1 to talk about that. Segment 2, we'll dive into some spring training MLB news and notes. Lots going around the league. Rumors about Bryce Hopper are heating up. Yankees sign Luis Severino to a long-term deal. And the Moose is back in Milwaukee. Segment 3, we'll be introducing a new topic called Take Quakes. Surely that will get interesting with Bundy on hand. And to round out the show, there's an unlikely name that could help with the outfield position. And someone that played the spot just a little bit in his first stint with the Indians. Well, he's back and maybe he can help out, says Mandy Bell. And as usual, we will finish off this program with, oh no, baby, what is you doing? All of that and more packed into this episode number four. For that, take it away, Hammy.
1: A swing and a pop-up. First base side, foul ground, playable. Perez, Santana, Santana makes the catch! Ball game! The Indians have won! the American League pennant, and Cleveland, for the sixth time ever, you will have a World Series. Colquitt, Asim, are you ready? This is to win it. Snap is back. Ball down. The kick on the way. Line drive. The kick is good. <laughs> With two seconds left in overtime, the Browns have won it! Eighteen strikeouts for Corey Kluber. Blew it right by him. Here we go. Fourth down and 10 at the 50 yard line. In the backfield, Booker will be the running back. On the left hip of Keenum, two receivers right, two left, Lacoste in motion. On fourth down, Keenum waits, takes the snap, he bobbles it, stumbles, he got hit and he got sacked! He got sacked! Peppers. Peppers got him! He got him!
0: Today is Monday, February 18th, 2019. Zach, before I bring you in, I need to bring back in our buddy.
2: it out, touching me, touching you, sweet Caroline.
0: Welcome back, buddy. I know this one's a big show for you because segment three, I'm sure you already heard what's coming down the line. It's your specialty.
3: Listen, a little bit of hot takes and and never, never, never hurt anybody. Sorry, I'm a little, little tired right now. I gotta wake up here in a second, but uh, y'all got any coffee around here? <laughs> <laughs> hey everybody, what's going on today? What's going on with both of you?
4: Uh, tough, tough loss yesterday for the uh, Dayton Flyers. Really tough. Uh, I'm done with college basketball until uh, next season. All in on the Arizona hot Shots.
0: Your team scored more than 13 points in the second half, though, so I will give you that.
4: Yeah, but I mean, we also came down, came back from 21 down to then blow it in the last eight seconds. So that just a nice kicking the, uh, kicking the balls.
3: And other news, though, the college <laughs> baseball is back in session, so that's great news for us. How'd the Flyers do this weekend?
4: Uh, they got swept. Got swept. Not 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 their best weekend. Not that I cared too much about Dayton mm-hmm. Flyer baseball.
3: Mm-hmm. But they're 0-3 right now, right? 0-3. 0-3. Yep. Uh,
4: uh,
0: Buc- what are the Bucks? Bucks just swept Seton Hall. the oh,
3: 3-0. 3-0. What, what's the Blue Jay? Uh, Creighton Jays. <laughs> I don't know, Bundy. You tell me. Oh, 3-0. Okay. Okay. Arkansas
4: Little Rock, though. So let's...
3: Yeah, it's yeah, it's a good baseball program down there and <laughs> a good coach.
4: Not as good as uh, Georgia, though.
3: Hey, listen, george has got a good program down there. Exactly. Guy, from, guy from Kent State's over there coaching, though, so an Ohio guy getting him right.
0: All right, so before we get into segments, I, I just feel like we need to talk about life real quick. So uh, you know who Maureen is. If you haven't met her by now, she's my mother, and she's up my you-know-what 24-7 about pretty much anything involved with me. And so she noticed that the little coupon she got me for Christmas ha- hasn't been used yet, the little barbershop one. So uh, she's kind of put the onus on YouTube to get me in there, and yeah, when did, do, it, ex- do when the did dirty? it expire? When did it expire? It was ninety days, no, one hundred twenty days, or three months after the the date she bought it, which was like December twentieth.
3: So we gotta get you in the in the barber shop, huh? Hey, I, I said for all you guys who don't know, I said CB <laughs> is going bald, <laughs> and he's holding on to the last drop of hair. No, that's not true. No, I it's tried bald. I've tried the schedule.
0: I tried to schedule stuff. ble bleep, bleep. I tried to schedule stuff with you in the past couple of weeks, and you guys have been uncommittal. What's the,
3: what's the name of the place? Text me the name of the place. I'll get you an appointment set up. We'll go on like a Thursday or a Tuesday, or
4: something. Something like that. Get what? you squared away. I got a better idea. How much is the coupon worth? Uh, hundred dollars, hundred bucks. Okay. How about you go sell that, and then I'll just go down to the Kroger down there, pick up a pair of clippers, and then I'll just do it myself. We could actually do yeah, that on but, there,
0: but they specialize in beards, so I, I kind of feel like I needed to get this cleaned up a little bit. Definitely so.
3: looks like it's a little scraggly over there. <laughs> Lord knows you can't know how to shave anything, so we gotta get you on at least one time to the to the old shop because hey, your mom I, I gets cl-
0: paid for. So I cleaned it up off the neck, though, so that's that's one thing. I'm progress, impressed, progress. barely. I <laughs> mean how, how many nicks you have?
3: How many nicks you have? I use the
4: mechanical one, man. I'm oh, all that's, good.
3: That's, I'm yeah, all I'm, good. I'm about that life, too. That's unfortunate. Y'all can't.
4: Well, Bundy, when was the last time you used anything? You got a little Andrew Luck neck beard going on. Yeah,
3: that's good for you. I shaved like a month and a half ago.
4: And you're, and it's only that long? Yeah.
3: Sheesh. Listen, we can all be grizzly bears over there. No, he's been pretty good with it, yeah. I would say. Yeah, grizzly bear. He let it go for a week and a half. It's about as long as, never mind. Yeah, I let's, can't let, say let's that. stay back on topic, okay? Uh, so we'll get you squared away next week or the week after. Sure, let's go with that. We'll post pictures for All everyone right. looking. <laughs> everyone listening, we'll post pictures.
0: Periscope, it'll be
4: hilarious. Periscope on the uh, Twitter uh, account.
0: No, well, yeah, so, but you're, it'll you're be in funny. a shop. No, no, you're in a shop. If you're doing it like, I don't know, on your own with clippers on the side, I would understand that. But we so should seems pre-cut. Worthless. So we should
3: pre-cut and then go to the shop to get a shave. Pre-cut for Periscope. I don't know how that would work though. It doesn't matter. We'll figure it out. Oh well. That was a pretty good delay. You already balled anyway. So. <laughs> okay. That was a pretty good delay
0: because I didn't want to get into this topic right away. I want to have some lighthearted conversation because uh, John Dorsey did the thing. And if you know what I mean by that, you know that John Dorsey loves bringing in troubled players that have done troubled things. And there's really no way to put this argument. I'll start off with this because... There's no way to win with your position in this, because whether you're for or against the signing of Kareem Hunt, there's one side that's going to hate you for your opinion. Like, there's just no getting by it. You're going to have the one side that's mad that you're pretty much happy that your team's signing a man that physically assaulted a woman. And then on the other side of it, if you're in the against John Dorsey section, you're, well, why don't you trust the GM? Maybe he's rehabbed himself. Second chances. Don't you believe in it? Like, you don't win on either side of it, and it's it's really hard, and it's really hard on yourselves to come with an opinion and be proud to put it out there because you could get attacked by either side. But I believe you need to have confidence in that opinion when you choose it because, Bundy, what is it?
3: What's your opinion first?
0: What's my opinion?
3: I'll go last.
0: <laughs> Look, I don't ever condone any of the actions he, Greg Cardi, Ray Rice, whatever they did, I never condone— what those guys have done in their past. But I am I am a believer in second chances if they prove, and they've done the work to prove that they have rehabbed. Like, they have actually rehabbed through their problems, their issues. And everything I've heard from the camp of Kareem Hunt, he's been going to his anger management classes. He's been going to sensitivity training or whatever it's called like he's been putting in the hours and everything to show that he's rehabbing and trying to make himself a better person now I know it wasn't a one-time offense which gets people really really angry to think how could you think this guy would change but it, it it's almost like somebody at some point was going to take the chance on him thinking that he's rehabbed his way into being a better person and if John Dorsey can see that and he saw that in. Tariq Hill, and we haven't seen anything negative from Hill ever since his situation. So I, I this is the situation where I tend to trust what I'm hearing from John Dorsey. He's proved it in the past that he can rehab these guys, he can get them to where they need to be, and ready to contribute, not just on the field, but off the field in a positive manner.
4: I think that's fair. See, just strictly looking at it from a football point of view, I love the signing. Oh, you have
0: yes, straight from
4: the field. How could you not love the leading rusher from 2017? Right, and then also too, I'm in the camp where I'm thinking that more than anything, he is potentially a pawn. I mean, yes, we have insurance at running back now in case. So, because okay, going with Kareem Hunt suspension, it's going everyone everywhere. I'm hearing it's what like 10 games, 12 games, somewhere around there.
0: Uh, all we've really heard is the estimated money he would lose per game. Okay. But the overall assumption is it's greater than six, and it's probably less than 12.
4: Okay. So if anything happens to either Chubb or Duke over the first half of the season, we have a backup running back that we can just throw in there with fresh legs. Uh, But I do want the option is if we do nothing with him, we get a third-round draft pick, If he walks after this year with him being a RFA?
0: Yes, if you don't match the offer, I believe.
4: Right, okay. So at the absolute worst case scenario, we just paid for a third round pick. We can still use him. Uh, I'm not sure what the amount of games that you have to play for it to be considered a season.
0: See, I've tried to look that up, and really outside of the Josh Gordon situation, I can't get a feel on what that is.
4: Right, right. So I feel like we can still play him the second half of the season. And then either a have that not count as a year on his contract, or b we still have a third round pick out of that. So
0: and th- who knows? Maybe deep down in Dorsey's head mind, he's thinking that you know you can compensate off of having him on your roster in this capacity.
4: Right, and then also too, there's always we can always just trade him at some point this season too. Because I mean, yeah, uh, sure, you can get a lot. I feel like if he proves that he can rehab himself, I feel like that would deflect a lot of the negative. Uh, connotations about kareem hunt so then therefore it wouldn't be that dangerous of a trade to make as another team wanting to get him because i mean we did just sign duke johnson to a three-year deal last summer Mm -hmm. and obviously we have chubb so we have two good running backs for the next few years so i don't think we even necessarily need to have kareem hunt on the roster
0: yeah i before we get to Sal's point i just want to say that i i don't know how likely it is they just straight up trade him I, I I think he would have to prove it in a lot of different areas, not just off the field, but more so on the field. Right. Um. I,
4: I, I, but
0: but then again, you're yes, he's more than capable of doing that. But will he have enough games during the season to prove that? Hmm. That's to be seen. But right. I I think that that's definitely a possibility. But I think it's on the lower end. Of uh-huh.
4: it. And then just generally speaking, like as a Browns fan, I'm still going to support the Browns. Like this right. th- this does yeah. not this does not affect that at all. Uh it's one thing if you are going to now show up to Browns games in a Kareem Hunt jersey. I feel like that might be a little bit too far.
0: I think that's a little bit insensitive. I agree. I agree. Sure.
4: But the Cleveland Browns is so much more than just one singular player. So I think to just completely dismiss the entire organization because of the actions that one player had while he wasn't even on the team, I think like I said, I it's so much bigger than just one player. So I to me, it does not affect how I view the Browns.
0: And this is what pisses me off about the national media is is that they talk about, oh, well, watch if they win the AFC North next year, everybody's going to be showing up the games wearing Kareem Hunt jerseys. That I disagree. That what kind of correlation is that? I compl- like. It, it, what are you telling me that Kareem Hunt's going to rush for twenty five hundred yards and fifteen touchdowns and he's the MVP? Maybe there's a correlation there, but just because they're going to go win a division and he happens to be on the roster, everybody's going to be showing up in his jersey. Get out of here with that.
4: No, yeah, because, I mean, everyone, we already had one year with Baker. We had one year with Chubb, and we saw a decent amount of Baker in Chubb jerseys, definitely more Baker. And then uh, with Duke, too, he's been around long enough, so I feel like there's so many better options of players that you can latch on to. It's not like we're in organizations that's just striving to try and find one guy. To latch on to. I think we already have that with multiple guys on this team.
3: Listen. Time for the old Bundy take here. I've heard all your arguments about this conversation. I think one thing's for certain. Dorsey's putting his tail on the line right now. Putting his tail on the line. Saying that he believes in this guy that he's gotten the necessary help that he's need to get back into the mental, the mental space to compete on the high level. To be a good citizen off the field, you know I'm a big believer in second chances as well. You know, given the gentleman a second chance after he's completed his necessary treatments, whether it's sensitivity training, whether that's also anger management training. From what I understand from Colin, he's been doing that, so that's good. That's a positive. Moving forward from that, the question is, does he take a, does he take his suspension with grace? And if so. Okay, he's now being active. active he would, he member. would be
0: dumb not to. I, I mean, mean right, but some people, right.
3: some people might try to challenge it, try to say that it, it, it's. I'm just saying he needs to take it with grace, be an active member of the community, whether it's speaking at events for, for the young children, whether it's kind of, you know, telling the story of how he messed up, having showing great remorse, and earning the trust of the community back, so they can begin to trust him as a person, not just as a player, too. Because let's be honest, he's a phenomenal talent. Um, the question has ever been as talent it has always been as personhood. And so we have to remember that he's also a human being. So we should respect him and give him that due diligence. But also he has to earn that respect because he did commit a grave, a grave action. So what you're saying is you almost expect him if you need, if he wants
0: this to be serious again, he wants to be this second chance. He needs to take the Ray Rice approach. Right, right, but... The difference, though, was is that Ray Rice was older. He was like 28, 29, that, year, that age when you're a running back that it's just it's hard for you to get back into the game.
3: He was older, and what he did was so heinous. Sure. And so egregious. I agree. Not, let me not quantify or try to qualify that one act is more egregious than the other because they're both very, very egregious acts. But Ray Rice's his, his age, coupled with what happened afterwards, you know, yeah. he took it... Mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Kareem Hunt took it with Grace saying, you know what, I did it after it came out. The video came out. It was him. He didn't. He was off the team. You didn't hear him complaining about it. You didn't hear him go to the national media trying to defend himself. And he kind of, you know, went back into the shadows and said, let me fix myself. Ray Rice kind of made it a national scene. Right. Which I think just put fuel to the fire.
4: Well, I think there was a lot more going on there, too. With not only Ray Rice, like, making it worse. Right. But also, the NFL also made an international story by having such a low suspension to start off with. Yeah. Then the video gets released, and then they up it.
3: Right. Well, Ray really has kind of got in a bad situation with the whole national media. He was put into a time to be an example of, which he should have been because of what he did was so wrong, and then he just kept talking, and sometimes you just need to public to tell you shut up because- He just kept saying stuff, and it kept making worse and worse. And I'm like, "Right, okay, that's just not." And then people didn't want to touch him because he was kind of like, you know, that was a that was a definitely no go zone. Whereas Cream Hunt has been so quiet in his processes and just doing. That's also part of his personality, right? But I'm saying that's a positive though, because when you talk, you tend to say things that you don't mean, or say things that you make mistakes. You make things way worse than what they were before. Um, And as you know, Ray Ray's had opportunities to come back. Um, people were looking at signing him. People were thinking about signing him. It just never kind of worked out the way it did. Um, Kareem Hunt just happened to fall in the right situation with the same GM that drafted him, if I'm not mistaken, too, which kind of helped his his cause. Yes. Um. And he's from the he's from the area as well too. Uh, he played yeah. in the he played in the area to to a certain yeah, extent. Yeah, he's from the northeast Ohio area. So that all kind of played in the factor. You know, his family's up there to kind of give him some support um i'm sure he's embarrassed for what he did to i'm sure he's not he's not happy with himself either and so i can see him making that reconciliation and trying to move forward as well last thing i'll say on this is that
0: just from reading the details of the contract itself you get the vibe that this really is a prove it to me type of thing with between him and dorsey i mean what the guaranteed money on it is actually zero dollars like There's no guarantees anywhere in that contract. Like it was strictly written that you don't do something that's on the plan that we have put out for you the re- rehab, then you're you're done. You have no money, you're out, like that's it.
3: I mean, it's the old old Rangers plan. So if you guys are familiar with this, the Texas Rangers are the first team to kind of and in- and in- indulge this kind of rehab situation where they take players that may have had some kind of past. Maybe not the first, but the first and kind of my and my, my recollection, my recollection to kinda of take a play one and saying, you know, we have it you have a pass with them. It was um Hamilton. Uh, if you guys remember the, the Hamilton Hamilton, the, the outfielder.
4: Uh Josh Hamilton? Uh, uh Yes. Yeah.
3: Yes. They took Josh Hamilton after his stint with his his drug addiction stint. They took him back. Um and he he did really, really well. Really well. And then after that you saw the Birdman over there in Denver you came back to Denver so that was them that didn't take a chance on the player. And then you kinda of saw it spiral into people taking second chances on the players with the kind of um clauses that the Rangers kinda of came up with in the first place, whether it was, you know, you have to do all these certain things by certain dates to stay on the roster and to get your money that you're supposed to get. Um, so I think it's good for the good for these guys who have earned second chances to get second chances. And I think Dorsey's doing the right thing in this in this case. But it's up to Kareem Hunt to make the right decision. All right. When we come back,
0: we will dive into more of the spring training MLB news and notes. Lots going on with a lot of players signing contracts. Mustakis returns to the brew crew. Yankees extend Luis Severino. Uh Tito's confidence in Robo Perez as the main catcher and what is going on with Bradley Zimmer. Welcome back. Segment two of the podcast. I want to dive into some spring training news and notes, but I, I, real quick, I wanted to dive into this. It, I saw it on the tweeter machine about an hour or so ago. It was a video of an NHL analyst. I don't know if you know him. Don Cherry had some, I don't know how to put it. Some really interesting, like, you know, he's a baby boomer and baby boomers love to just complain about the most nonsensual things out there. Like, <laughs> old, old man yells at cloud is right. Um, yeah. I, I, honestly, there's no way to put this up other than you, your mic's on. You, you okay?
4: You,
0: you good over there?
4: We just get a little nervous. We're talking about <laughs> hockey.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, we try to keep this about as authentic as it comes. We don't like to do many edits unless the there's like a curse word or something in there. But Bunny is. <laughs> All right. So this is Don Cherry, an NHL analyst. Wait, who is that? He's he's, an, 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 he's a hockey analyst. What is that?
4: Well, Bundy, you went to a game. We talked about this last week. <laughs> I know. I forgot. All right.
0: So it's been known around the league that the Hurricanes, the Carolina Hurricanes, love to celebrate after the game. Whenever they win or whatever, they'll do weird celebrations on the ice. And that's pretty abnormal for hockey. And Don Cherry was not having
1: any So of it. why are you mad at All right. Carolina? Now, listen. Let's listen, listen. This is the National Hockey League. Brenda Moore is a good coach. He play. These guys, to me, are jerks. You have to do this in the nest. They're still not drawn. This is to me. And I'll tell you one thing. They better not do this in the playoff. What I don't understand is Brenda Moore is a street shooter. He always was. This is a joke. The, you know, the rest of the guys, young men expressing themselves for joy of winning you don't do this thing in the net. It's professional hockey. You one of these guys is jerks or something. And I'll tell you one thing, they do this in the playoffs, making fun of the other team. But They're Nobody's out t- on the ice. The game's over. I admit I always liked your theory of when you celebrate when you win only. Uh, that's why you liked Muhammad Ali, whereas uh, Sugar yeah, Leonard did the same. Before. Struggle. Now, you don't, if you want to do it, do it before. But that—that that is absolutely ridiculous. I know the rest of the people, I know all the broadcasters and everything are afraid to say something like that. They're jerks oh, doing it. Like it. I know you. <laughs> Well, you're lucky. I'm the weatherman. You know what I mean. I know what? what I'm talking about. You never do anything like that. They're still not drawn. They're a bunch of jerks, as far as I'm concerned. Okay. Well, first off,
0: wow. he said it's better to celebrate before than after. How does that make sense in any perfect world? Who is this guy? Don Cherry, some NHL analyst. That's a, he's a baby boomer. Baby boomers love to be mad at nothing. He should be fired. Baby boomers should be gone (laughs) from the workforce. I'm already
3: done with them. Well, that's that's a little extreme there, a little extreme. No, (laughs) they complain about everything.
4: (laughs) That's a tad bit extreme. So when should we be (laughs) expecting hats that say make hockey fun again? (laughs) Listen. All 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 of Bryce Harper.
0: Yeah, when Bryce Harper signs that 10-year, $350 million deal, we'll talk about it, okay? (laughs)
3: Listen. We all like, know how that. How can you be mad lo- about this? Listen, they're, listen, They're listen, fake listen. hitting a home run out
0: of the rink, and he's running the bases, and
3: you're mad about that? Get over yourself. Listen, we all know that. I have no clue what this t- t- subject is about, but it sounds like the Hurricanes are having a little bit of fun uh, you on think? the ice after the game. Now, this 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 gentleman over here—I don't know his name—but he seems like he's in a little bit of a Upset mood. He needed to take. a Go check. ahead and
0: Google this video. First of all, this guy is dressed like a clown. You know, he's wearing like a blue and yellow, like weird. St- st- I don't even know how to put it. Like his a good suit? suit with a
3: good suit. Oh, Google it and look it up. Listen, he just needs a Snicker bar. Ooh,
0: <laughs> he just needs a Snickers.
4: That is the
3: blue and yellow.
4: Yeah, that's all
0: I expect. show him the show him it. <laughs>
3: This is perfect oh, radio, from, right? Is now. Is that from Loudmouth Golf? Not an ad. Not an ad. Loudmouth. Go, Loudmouth Golf. No, that, that's only funny if you
0: understand it. And I think about five people that would ever even hear this would laugh at that.
4: Well, get <laughs> better, guys. This is get something better. I'd expect uh, Bill Walton to wear. Hey, that's a good, good yeah, analyst. Good
0: much. analyst. Great analyst. Did you hear last night? Oh, okay. okay, we're we're recording this on Sunday, so Saturday <laughs> night he wished he was his his wife's dog. Whoa. <laughs> Something along the lines of he'd love to reincarnate himself as his wife's dog. Well, I
4: mean, I would say that about any house pet. For the most part, a lot of house pets live a really good life. My mom, <laughs> my mom's cat, just sleeps all day. Whenever he's hungry, just meow like, like an like an infant, and he has my mother trained. Absolutely That's, that trained. Sounds terrible. This, this sounds- podcast has gone to hell, man.
3: <laughs> <laughs> beep beep beep.
4: No, no, hell's not a bad word. It's in the Bible that no. you have in front of you the so.
0: FCC to be damned, man. It's yeah. all good. <laughs> um, all right, some, some spring training news and notes. All right, let's start off with talks of surrounding Bryce Harper right now. They're heating up, and basically the team that Pay the
3: man, pay the man, pay the man, <sighs> pay the man. The Phillies are expected to be the favorite
0: right now. Term deals are expected to be in the range of anywhere from 8 to 10 years for about— 350, to almost reaching 400 million. They're thinking it's going to be larger than the deal that the Nationals at sent him at the end of the season last year. Pay him,
4: but there's no incentive to. I mean, you'll you will draw a lot of people to the park though. I I talked about me, that earlier.
0: Yes, we have talked about that, but there is no incentive to give this man a 10-year deal. I mean, well, here's Here's no, the problem. I agree. I am so for the player, but the issue is, is that the MLBPA absolutely screwed up in that CBA. There was two different things, and one of them I'm going to talk about in segment three that they have absolutely screwed up in negotiations, and one of them is that basically it's the they're able to just play hardball with these guys. There's no salary floor for talent. I mean. We're talking about guys like, especially in the NBA, that are getting—they're considered super max players—and they had to get those type of contracts. You're not going to see that in baseball because it's not written to their bylaws.
3: Listen, Bryce Harper a, is a—he has the personality that draws fans to the ballpark. Coupled with his with his bat, his home run talent, his great defense, I think. I think he's worth the money. Now, 10 years, 350 might be a little steep, but something like seven years for 300 or seven years for But these long-term deals never make sense. Like, I get it.
0: Joey Votto's been—he's outplayed the contract considering people thought it was a terrible decision at first because you're going to have him signed it until he was about 40 years old. <coughs> so he's played well to this point. But, I mean, you're banking on him being a solid player until he's forty. And hell, they're gonna be wheeling Miguel Cabrera in a, in a wheelchair when he comes <laughs> up to the plate this yeah. year.
3: Like, and he's got
0: four more years on four or five more Listen, years on that deal. How,
3: how old is Bryce? Uh, I believe he's twenty-six. So twenty-five you get ten or year, twenty-six. Ten-year ten deal.
0: He'll be thirty-five. Not not bad. Here's the problem, though. You're thinking as the player, and I love that. I I'm so for it. But you're sitting there with a team, and you're scared. Like if he starts fading out, year five, year six, you have four more years where you have to decide: Am I mm-hmm. going to just put dead money on our on our system, or are we going to have to write it out and roll him in a wheelchair like they're doing for Miggy
4: Cabrera? To me, you have to front load the hell out of that contract. Sure, you have to. The because, problem is, is, that
0: the players only only going to agree to backload it.
4: I, uh, yeah, and I mean, it makes sense from their st- standpoint. So I mean, you got to find somewhere in there at, like a middle ground. Or maybe work in some just incentive to based off of performance. You yeah, think they uh, should
3: do. They should give him three ten, with ninety million dollars in incentives, over ten years. Like, are you taking that that ninety is a factor from the three ten? or Are you just adding that on? No, onto so it? T- an extra ninety million. What well,
4: teams? That's um, just adding more money. That, yeah,
3: I, no, because he has to hit over three hundred. He has to bat so many runs in. Well, right,
4: but A you're still of... you're still paying him all that money, and then you're gonna have to pay him more money based off of something that you already expect yeah, that, him to do. Yeah, that doesn't even make sense. Wait, so, wait, you're, you're, wait. you're,
3: you're considering three ten is just the base salary. When did Bryce hit over three hundred in his career?
4: Uh, off the
0: top of my head, I can't remember when he's done it.
4: Uh, he has done it twice. He did mm. in 2017. He hit three nineteen, and in 2015 he hit three thirty. What did he hit last year. Last year is all the way down at two forty nine.
3: Wow! You want to give that guy three hundred fifty million dollars? His now? personality. Personality draws fans to the ballpark. Hey, he fills seats. Hey, hey, that only hey he Mickey, fills
0: seats. Mickey has a hell of a personality, and that does, they're they're he, not drawing fans. He, he
3: filled He did. He did the first couple years. He filled the seats.
0: He filled seats because they were a World Series contender.
3: Yeah, it's, it's, that's, that's a whole different party. Splitting hairs here. Splitting hairs. No, we're no, really not. Not.
0: <laughs> not at all. No way.
3: Listen. All right, maybe you're not. Maybe I'm wrong.
0: <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, you are.
3: First step is accepting it. <laughs> Relax. Calm down. <laughs> calm down. But let's be honest here. Miggy was a little bit older when they signed the contract. Bryce is 25. Still a young guy in his prime. He'll be in his prime for a couple more years, a long time. Right. So uh, I, think, I think you should pay him. It's 10 years. Uh, $340 million. Uh, Next topic, well, actually, it's
0: the Tigers, the uh, the agent for the Tigers outfielder Nicholas Castiano said in January that his client would prefer a trade, but the slugger met with the media s- Sunday and told reporters he'd be willing to discuss a long-term contract with the club. Now, a 26-year-old slugger who's, you know, he's been above average in his career. Why would he want to stay in a rebuild like that?
4: I mean, I feel like he doesn't necessarily mean it, but that's just something that you say so then that way you still have the support of the Tigers fans. I mean, he may may or may not want it, and in this case, I feel like it's something that was discussed with his agent. To just have it, have the agent put it out there, have the agent be the bad guy, and then you as the player just be like, "Oh, I'm fine to resign." So then that way you don't have any uh, any fans getting mad at you or anything like that. You just make the agent the bad guy, and the agent doesn't care where he goes as long as he makes money. It's
3: more about the. I think it's more about his teammates, his his, his uh the teammates in the, in the clubhouse making sure it's a positive environment and so when you have a player saying that he wants to trade or listen to that and you know if you go to the, club, at the clubhouse and says that you know in the spring training you're supposed to be with us but yet you went out of here it creates a rift in this in the in the clubhouse whereas if your agent says you want to trade you know they might be talking for you and not with you kind of thing so it can be like oh well he's just talking you know trying to spark up some long-term deal talks with his with his teammates keeping the camaraderie there and keeping a positive environment, in case they can start winning, because they have talent in the in the in their farm system for sure. They have some talent in the farm system as well. Well, let's also
0: make make this be known. Al Avila, the GM for the Tigers, pretty much said that, you know, all through the end of last year, and in the beginning of this offseason, especially at winter meetings, they've been trying to shop Castellanos. Like he's made that known. But he's also said there hasn't been a market for him. Now, I understand his fielding has been atrocious, and honestly, you're scared to put him in the outfield or third base. But if you're a team that's hungry for a bat that's going to hit around 270 and club anywhere north of 25 home runs, and he, he hit 100 RBIs the year before, why wouldn't you want that?
3: So the problem is everyone knows that the Tigers have, I think it's seven legitimate outfielders in their front, in their front system. So they have all the leverage. So the Tigers must have been returned. But they know that everyone knows that they have so many outfielders they don't really need to play him in outfield. They can DH him. And so they have they are losing leverage on that on that aspect because everyone knows the Tigers have have people back there. Um with that if that kinda of makes sense. I don't know if it does or not. But so in that in that realm, in that kind of situation, the Tigers are trying to shop Castellanos without having with everyone knowing the big the big secret that they have seven outfielders that can come up and play at any given time. So things
0: haven't gone according to plan for the Diamondbacks since they signed Granke to a whopping six-year, $260 million contract heading into 2016. But Granke said Saturday that he has no desire to be traded to any team. He actually has a 15-team no-trade clause. Can you guess those teams on it?
3: Yankees, Red Sox?
0: Yes, both of them. Twins? Yes.
3: Angels? Yes. Athletics? Yes. Phillies? Yes. Cardinals?
4: Yes. Oh, you're reading right from the uh, sheet. No, uh, hey. Hey. no, I was going to no, let him go and say, yeah, let's have a round, of, <laughs> a round of applause for Bundy who learned how to read.
0: Oh. <laughs> the point of the sheet is to help us out, not sheet. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I was
3: well, using I, the information honestly, given to me.
0: <clears throat> I was shocked the Yankees and the Red Sox were on this list, but someone why? like the, the in, why would you not want to play for a great team like that? It's Granky. He's
3: he's an odd guy
0: anyway. But the, but the Indians have five solid starters and probably the best rotation. And they're not on it.
3: Because they're not good. All right. Okay. All right. Quake, Quake they, takes is coming right around the corner, buddy. Get ready for it. They weren't it. good when he was signing. And
4: here we have Bundy's last That was episode. 2016.
0: <laughs> they went to the World Series. Oh, uh, well. They were projected <laughs> to win the AL Central. Are you on crack?
3: Hey, calm down. I'm tired. <laughs> I've been it's been a long day. Oh boy. I've been at church. Uh, Where have you been?
0: Last new last thing to note, the Yankees signed right hander Luis Severino. Great. To sign. me, to great me it looks like a great deal for the great Yankees. Deal. Four years, forty million dollar extension. Uh it beats the Friday deadline for arbitration.
3: I don't understand why Luis signed that contract, honestly. I, yeah, yep.
0: 10, 10, 10 a year. I don't he's a top ten starting pitcher right now, am I wrong? He's up there. French top 10, but yeah, you're,
3: you're, good. you're up there.
0: He's definitely, I mean, in fantasy, he's cur- currently ranked at seven.
3: Okay. I meant in real life, but. Well, <laughs> okay,
0: think about it. Fantasy <laughs> takes into consideration ERA, starts, wins, uh, whip, stuff like that. I mean, yeah, he's, okay. he's stats- statistically a top 10 guy.
3: If you're a stats guy, yeah, I'm looking at pure stuff and I, you know, I trust, I trust my eyes. He's when a, I, trust he, the I stats. mean, he's a
0: flame thrower that has some breaking action.
3: Mm hmm, sure.
0: Is that all you have to say got, about that? He's got a big fastball, big fastball. <laughs> yes, that's what I mean. He's got a the big Chris fastball. Chris Sale effect, but Chris Sale has a better breaking ball. I will give him that.
3: <laughs> Way better. He's got a big fastball and a, a somewhat decent slider.
0: All right, some Indians things to round out this segment. So Tito has confidence in Roberto Perez as the number one catcher, and quite honestly, I can't see where it's coming from. So Perez slashed last year's one sixty eight, two fifty six, and two sixty three. Um, he's had a Batting average below .228 since his rookie year where he hit .271, and that's only because he had 85 plate appearances. Uh, last year, the MLB average for on-base percentage was .318 compared to his .256, and his slugging the slugging percentage average was .409, almost double the amount that Robo Perez hit last year.
4: Yeah, I feel like that's just Tito. This is another one of uh, Tito and his boys kind of situation. Sure. I mean, he's starting to run out of uh, out of guys to latch on to. So I think, I mean, God love Robo and uh, the home run oh, he had.
0: What he did in the postseason 2016, I'll, I'm grateful for.
4: Right. No, 100%. But, like, it's it's. I feel like this is just starting to develop into another one of those situations where Tito's going to latch on to latch onto one of his boys, and then uh, the Indians will just die because of it. Eventually. Listen,
3: but he's got a great, great glove behind home plate. Uh, he was a very good he's defensive got a, got a catcher. Good, great yes. arm. He's a great defensive catcher. And yes. So
0: I'm just curious to see how much they're gonna split between him and Kevin Pollocky.
4: Well, I mean, Pollocky last year he had 210, which is substantially better than, <laughs> substantially better than Robo.
3: Listen, just hit him. Hit him in the eight hole. He'll hit, you know, maybe 250. Oh, 250? Are you kidding me? I just yeah, said yeah. he hasn't hit over 228 since his rookie year. Hey, He's got more bats though now. More bats, you know. He'll he'll get better. Listen, if anything, it's been less at bats helps him. What do you mean? No, listen. He'll be all right. Put him in the eight hole. He'll hit 250. Hit probably 10 10 bombs. You know, and catch for you every day. <laughs> if he's catching for us every day, God help us. He's got a great glove, though. He's <laughs> he's good. Yes, he's good. Behind the on... plate, he's phenomenal. Yes, absolutely. If... So what are you mad about? <laughs> I don't want him hitting every day. You had a Kip hit every day last year. <laughs>
4: well, okay. Again, that that, doesn't mean... it, that goes into the Tito's boys situation here. That doesn't
3: here. mean we were happy about it. What well,
0: happened, so <laughs> it did happen. It
4: happened, and then you saw what happened once we got to the playoffs.
3: Well, Kip can't play
0: defense. Well, okay, everybody, Kip can, um, nobody Kip, hit
4: the playoffs. Let's get that right out of the way. Yeah, can we? Uh, I'm. Can we get rid of Van Burkleo?
3: I said that for the
0: past two years. I know you Everybody have. has looked at me like I'm an idiot. What do you mean? It's not his fault they could hit the playoffs. That's his job.
4: I mean, like, yeah, no, I mean, okay, two years ago, you were you were right on that, and then after last year, and then the playoffs again. Like, I I'm ready to move on. Ready like, to move on.
0: He he has been so stagnant in his development of guys. It's been just horrendous. I mean, he developed Lindor. He developed. No, oh, come on. Lindor was already pretty much developed to that oh point. Oh, my and just... gosh.
3: Well, I was going to say that he has great talent, so he didn't need any coaching. He just kind of went out there and hit, hit balls. No, he needed he needed great coaching. He had great coaching. He got that in the minors. Oh, here we where, go. Where was,
4: where was this great coaching last postseason?
3: Y'all you went into a little you bit of that. You don't
0: grade song. a hitting coach's ability on a star like Lindor. You grade it on someone like kitness that has declined <laughs> over the past two years. Well, that's because Kip. You know he's got other issues. What what other issues are you talking uh, about that I don't know about? He's
3: got a long swing. Doesn't have a, not a good not a good hands anymore. So it's he's
4: almost. So do you think that maybe having a good hitting coach would be able to fix those issues? No, I think he has, he's just getting old. Oh, so you think that he just can't play? I'm with you on that one.
0: We have a center fielder that, honestly, when he's healthy, could be great if he could just hit a baseball. Naquan?
4: Him too.
3: (laughs) Whatever his name is. Hey, let it But Bradley Zimmer, who we're going to talk about next. Just lay bunts down and run. (laughs) Bunt and run.
0: Bunt and run. Greg Allen.
4: If we could find just one player that was good at bunting, that's another thing. The Indians bunting. They could not bunt at all.
3: You know who you guys got to talk to? A kid from over there, the, the Nationals, the lower shortstop. Trey Turner, great bunter.
4: Uh, I I do like Trey Turner.
3: <laughs> Lay the button down and go. Button go. Button go. Uh, listen, huge fan of the bunt. Shout out to uh, statistically the bunt isn't worth it. Alex Sindelar, big bunt guy as well, but that's a different story. I mean,
4: it would be nice though if we were able to bunt situationally. Sure, I, I don't disagree bunt, with
3: that at all. You know, it's uh, we bunt for base hit. Got to bunt in situations.
4: How do you how do you how do you think that the Indians could get better at bunting, Sal? So? Do you think would having a good batting coach help with that? Possibly or just practice. Practice. Well, who's, who makes up the practices? The hitting coach, right?
3: Yeah, or Frank Conno. Oh, boy. All right, so the finish you out, <laughs> Are you mad yet?
0: <laughs> to finish off this topic, Tito had some words to say about Bradley Zimmer also. He said, guys that are coming back from injury, you hate to put timetables on them because it's not fair to them. But I am comfortable saying that he is kind of knocking it out of the park. He's really gotten after it. Well, first off, he's not knocking it out of the park because he never hits home runs. But that's not the point here. The point is, is that he's coming back from major soldier injury.
3: Major what? S-
0: Shoulder. Shoulder surgery. Okay. Blah. Tongue twisters.
3: Shoulder surgery. I can't talk.
4: Well, I love that Tito says this a day or two after uh, saying that Lindor, that he would bet the under on Lindor coming back in seven to nine weeks. So he goes from saying that to then saying, oh, I don't want to put a timetable on anyone. I hate doing that.
0: This Justin Terry Francona thinks guys that you get Tommy John surgery are coming back in six months. Like he's that type of positive. He'll be like, oh, yeah, you know, he'll be fine. He's ahead of schedule.
4: Well, I mean, like no, no, no coach. He's tore his arm. Like he's done. Well, he has to do something to get the Indians fans excited. <laughs> I mean, because his front office sure hasn't. No, not at all. I mean, we talked about that earlier. Maybe that's probably the, a good thing that we're limiting the amount of decisions that Tito can make, but.
3: What do you mean?
4: Did you not listen to our podcast where we said. Uh, saving Tito This is himself. coming
0: from a fan of a team where he let people walk around with chicken and booze in the locker room.
4: Hey, I, I which I fully support, but
0: I mean, we, we, let's get real here. Hey, if,
4: if we win a World Series, I don't care what happens over the next twenty years. Listen, Give me one listen. World Series, and we can have a hundred, like ten, one hundred lost seasons. I will still be happy. <laughs>
0: listen, listen, turn into the Cleveland Spiders of eighteen ninety nine real fast, please. Tito is a
3: phenomenal coach. Oh, we're, he's not just, take, yeah, we're not taking he's it that just, way. No, I'm saying he's just trying to get his players, trying to show the national media that his players are ahead of schedule. They're working hard to get back on the field. He's having a positive optimism situation here, knowing that behind closed doors it could be a whole other ballgame.
4: Well, uh, here's my thing. We don't need Lindor to rush it. That's the last thing we need is Lindor to rush back and then get hurt and have him be out for more of the season. We do not need that. Take your time. Take nine weeks. Take ten weeks. I don't care. Get healthy.
3: But you guys can lose the division in the first ten weeks.
4: If we don't, okay, if we struggle right off the gate and we don't win the division, we've got bigger issues. (laughs) We've got a lot bigger issues. This is the worst division in baseball by far.
0: Imagine having a starting rotation that they have and two guys in the top ten of MLB's top 100 players and ownership cut payroll. Yeah, that's where we're at. Well, we I mean, also have, two, have
4: we you... also have two top ten guys that have very cheap contracts and Lindor and Jose. Yeah. And we're cutting payroll.
3: You have you probably have the top five pitcher in the league right now, so that's also a benefit. Yes. We have, yes, but the
4: point we have very the, good players, we are slashing payroll.
3: They're making
0: excuses for why they're doing it. Well, they it's trying it should, to save money. When it should accelerate the reason to They're pay. trying to save some money here. Oh Dolans are perfect with their pockets. They're net worth is over like 2 billion. They're good. They're
4: good. I also like to point out according to Fangraphs, the second best team projected for the AL Central will be the Twins coming in at 82 and 80. So that that's second oh, wow. place. Second place is 500. That is where we're at with the AL Central. If we slump to start off the season and don't recover, we have bigger issues. You mean to tell me that we'd be still around 500?
3: Listen, we'll see what happens. Let's see,
0: let's see how it goes. That's a good way to put it. All right, when we come back, it is a segment that we've been waiting for. It is Take Quake Hour. Segment three of the program, Muni Lawn Drunkards, CB, Zach, Bundy, you know, today, while I was getting prepared for this recording, I had to come up with a third segment because we didn't really have a whole lot planned for it. And what other way to do it than to just cater to what Bundy loves and it's arguing, debating the most irrational things known to man. Um, Bundy, I just re- real quick, I want to get your take on how... Ex- your take on your takes. How excited are you to share them tonight? <laughs>
3: oh, it'll be a good night here, boys. Good night.
0: Oh, boy. <laughs> I... uh. And you, you know, when I was thinking about it, I was like, "How can I make Bundy make himself look like more of an ass tonight?" And I was like, <laughs> "Why don't we just have him share all his terrible takes that he has stuck inside of his brain?" Um, um, Here's <laughs> yeah. your you assholes. <laughs> That's really the only way I could put it. Um, without further ado, it is now time for Take Quakes. All right, so. I didn't really have a plan past that so I want you guys to decide who's gonna go first and we'll debate you you're you first. Want me to go first I kind of feel like I gotta go with a strong one at first but I don't I don't really don't know which one to go with um okay I'll go with this every year for the past I don't know four or five years you've seen a team in the NFL go from first or from worst to first it's last year it was the Texans obviously because they lost uh Watson early in the season. Uh, This year, I see it. If they draft Dwayne Haskins, the Giants will be the team that goes from worst to first in the NFC East.
3: Yeah, and I have bad takes. Damn. That's (laughs) terrible. What's so bad about that? Listen, the Giants are not—they don't have the defense to go from— But that offense, man, they will score with (laughs) anybody. Yeah, they've they've got, what, Three players.
4: Yeah. Haskins, I mean, I mean what, Berkeley, what, what more
0: do you need? They want oh, ga- they won games they
4: shouldn't just with two of them yep. and a back quarterback. It can't spell Elite without Eli. <laughs> that is true. I mean, I I, I think that's plausible. I don't I, I mean I can see it happening. That wouldn't surprise me that much, but I mean I, I'll still take the field in that division over the Giants.
3: Listen, I think I think somebody he, go. Speed round. Oh my. Benny Snell will be in the running for rookie of the year next year. If not win it.
0: See, I don't really know if that's that hot of a take because it's been pretty running back heavy lately, which is hard to think about. Um I don't I don't know. Running back wise, it's just not very strong of a class, running back wise, in terms of the top. It's very deep in terms of the middle. I don't know. I don't really have a whole lot to what's say about music, that.
3: What's his music going on back here?
0: How about you just
4: perform? <laughs> your, your first one was kind of weak. I'm going to be honest with you. Do your job, buddy. So probably step it up. All right, you're up. All right, I'll go with the, uh, talk about the Reds here. I see them being competitive around the trade deadline and then still selling. I can see them being in second place only a few games back and then they will still sell. I think that's their game plan when they made all these one-year deals. This off season. I think they want to be competitive, but then I see them selling, no matter where they're at in the division. I think they have to though to survive uh, it. No, I agree. I or agree. Else,
0: or else it almost seems like a lateral move, or it's almost like we're going it for it for one year and that's it.
4: Yeah, I think that's because worse. What, for
0: them. what else is their plan? I don't get it. Do they think they're gonna re? They're signing everybody.
4: Yeah,
3: resign
0: them all. No, <laughs> you're not. not. You're not re-sign doing that. This all. is Cincinnati who, we're talking uh, about. Who wants? Right.
4: Who wants to stay in Cincinnati? Northern Kentucky, Cincinnati. Think about the
0: guys they have right now that are going to be increasing. Votto will stay. Votto will stay. One guy. They've Votto, had Votto. Votto's already on. He's not even up this year. What do you mean? I'm talking about guys like Alex Wood, who's going to want more money. Puig, going to want more money. Matt Kemp. Hell, he's making $21 million this year. If he has a good year, he might start asking for more for all I know.
4: I do not see the, see the Reds re-signing everyone. That's why I think that, like I said, I think they will be competitive this year, and then they will still be selling at the deadline, no matter where they're at in the division. Unless maybe they have a, somehow they have a 10-game lead on the division, which I also don't see happening.
3: We'll see what happens here. We'll see what happens. What's up? What's what's your next one? All right, this is
0: one I saw that kind of makes me mad as a fan of young talent. Uh, This is part of the CBA, so at the beginning of the 2018 regular season, will be expanded to provide four additional off days for players. That I'm okay with. But players will continue to be credited for a full year of service for occurring 172 service days over 187 days. I believe this allows for teams to do what they're going to do with Vladi Jr. keep them down in the minors until about April. Or, not April. Probably late April, like they did with Acuna last year, and you de- delay their time in the majors this year so they can add an extra year onto their service time.
3: Yeah, no. So, I'd... what are you mad about? What I'm mad about is I don't think it's enough. I don't listen. I don't... Perform well, win arbitration, and you're good. Well, they're gonna get paid no matter what. Yeah, so but that's just like, perform an, it's well.
0: like an extra year. It's one
3: of these petty BS things.
4: It's definitely made for the organizations.
3: Correct, but I mean, if the player performs well, it doesn't matter. He's gonna get paid no matter how, no matter what. Just perform well and win arbitration and you're good. But here's the thing. You're so pro
0: player that you're now going on the opposite side of it. So I don't... Wh- which way are you playing?
3: You got a ball on both courts right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I have to keep it at <laughs> Go. Listen, Mets should trade DeGrom.
0: And why is that?
3: Uh, because they don't really have anything else to compete besides DeGrom and Syndergaard. They're yeah, actually
0: projected to win the NL East this year, but good try
3: with yeah, that. Yeah, but we'll see, but I don't think so. I think they'll probably finish third in the division. They have a good young core. I don't, I don't know. Wh- they cannot compete offensive-wise. Brandon Nimmo. Michael Conforto. All right, fine, we'll make a bet. A candle. Says I'll finish between th- third and fourth this year.
4: A candle or a handle? A handle. Uh,
3: between
0: uh, third and fourth. So you think two teams, you're thinking Phillies and...
3: Someone else, will Phillies
0: finish. and somebody else. You think they'll finish in between third or
4: fourth? FanGraphs has them projected at second place, 85 and 77.
3: I think they'll be more like 75 and. Let's give me, an, give me an over/under wins. Uh,
0: 86. That's way too high. What? Are you okay. kidding me? the <laughs> Indians are at 90 and a half right now. Trying
3: to win the bet. Okay, uh, no, seriously. Yeah, you, you <laughs> think, think I'm fun. gonna take it? Listen, seriously, I think 70 78's the number. 78? Yeah. <sighs>
0: oh, a little uh, high for me, man.
3: I don't I don't know.
4: Mm, I'll take the under. I don't trust the Mets.
3: Yeah, I don't I, They're not gonna snap. win the, They're not winning the division. I think they should trade Grom, get what they can from him and move on. I think you're out of your mind. Why? Because I I don't think they're that far away. They they are. I think they're they're really not.
4: Well, I mean, I we'll see where they're at come around the trade deadline. I mean, if they're if they're like ten games back, then yeah, sure, sell.
3: Sell them both, honestly. Sell them. Whatever.
4: All right, my next take is that the Rays are going to finish second in the division. I had that too. They are going to be competitive up until the final two weeks, and they are going to have the first wildcard spot.
0: I also agree with that. Wow. I Yeah, I have them as
4: the first and the Red Sox as the second. Also, big year for Yandy. Yandy Diaz is going to have a yeah, I hell of that. a year. I agree with that, right, unfortunately. So you guys
3: are all on that old... <laughs> Listen, <laughs> that Keep button ahead. over there. I'm going to take that button from you.
0: <laughs> Go. <clears throat> okay, well, I'll tie two into this because you kind of took that one from me. So... I do agree. I, I kind of think this is gonna be where they switch spots. Yankees are gonna move into the first spot. They're gonna win the the league or the division by eight, eight games or whatever it was. But
3: yeah, you're, you're in open dog food right now.
0: You're in dope and dog food. Uh, that's fine. <laughs> um, mine's gonna go towards the NFL side. I say the Browns will trade out of the 17 spot if Hollywood Brown or DK Metcalf are both off the board.
3: Well, this so the, is the top first two time- receivers are off the board. This is the first time we're talking about the Browns trading down. So, this is a good thing for the Browns. Positive thing, I think, in, in all respects. I'm going to flip it though. They're trading up this year to go get someone else. Who? Uh, we'll see. I haven't decided <laughs> yet. Yeah. You can't say <laughs> so, that and then not have an answer.
4: That was just you reaching and then grabbing nothing with that.
3: <laughs> well, I could see him turning up as number two and trying to get Josh Allen, but
4: draftjoshallen.com?
3: Uh, that's different Josh Allen, but yes.
4: No, I think they changed it. Did they really? I'm pretty sure.
0: I haven't heard anything on it yet.
4: Well, they, they said they are going to change it, and then it going to be uh, Josh Allen, I think. Uh, someone coming out next year.
3: Listen, 49ers are going to win the division this year.
4: <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. Do you also think they're.? Uh, do you this think is the one he takes up and waiting for, baby. Do you think they're going to yes, re-sign... Yes, inject it into my veins. <laughs> are they going to sign Cap, too? Are you going to say Cap's going oh, no, to leave him? Oh, calm down. We're not getting there. We don't there. need to go there.
3: <laughs> Listen, they're, they're going to trade for AB. McKinnon's coming back. They're going to draft a great player at, at number two overall over there. Are they number two, number one. Where are they at? Where are the Giants uh, at? For the for Giants at the, the Niners. The Niners. Oof. And they've got the quarterback coming back, Garoppolo. He'll be good to go
4: if he doesn't get hurt like he has the last two years. Listen, that's asking for a lot. I mean, if you have a his, if you're young and have a history of injuries, that's not good. I mean, he's Niners
3: a- won the division. I'm
4: calling it now. Would you like to place a handle bet on that one too?
3: Yeah, not that confident.
4: Oh, I'll- oh okay.
3: <laughs> Listen, I'm I'm
4: smart. Uh... All right, for my final take. I'm That's going, it? That's all you have left? I only, I only had a few. Uh, okay. it, it was a long weekend. Dayton put me in a very bad place yesterday.
3: I'll be off the cuff from here on out. Oh, I'm sure you will. This is one of the best takes, I'm from sure. Anywhere. I'm ready to go at you. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Give me it. So I'm going to hedge my bets here. Uh, you, there's been a lot of Jason Kipnis slander over the last uh, few episodes, so I'm oh, going to hedge man. my bets. Jason Kipnis is going to hit over 250 this year, and that is going to be a very good year by his standards. He's going to hit over 20 home runs. He's going to produce and be a defensive all-star, and I will say this: I will not have any Jason Kipnis slander if, if he is hitting over
0: 225. Didn't he hit his over 250? His after the break It's
3: not as good as it used to be. Well, we saw that. So I don't know his defensive. I don't know about that defensive prowess. Here, here's
0: my question, though: Is didn't he hit over that the second half of the year after his rough start? We never did. We never got oh, that answer. Well, it is what it is.
4: No, I'm, I'm always. Hey, hey, buzz him out, buzz him out.
0: <laughs> Damn. Uh, Bundy, I am coming right for your throat here. Bryce Love <laughs> won't even be drafted. He will be undrafted this yeah, season. Yeah,
3: you're on dope
0: and dog food again. <laughs> dope and dog feed Okay, Matt Miller, the the Bleacher Report's main draft guru, has him actually going in the seventh round.
3: Well, Matt Miller's on dope and dog food. Got a guy too. that's coming off of a serious knee injury. Listen, so the chub.
0: Yeah, you're right.
3: Uh, how's Chubb doing for y'all? He's also really small. How's Chubb doing for y'all?
0: Pretty good, but all right. they're, two good. Different, they're two different running backs. Uh, what do you mean? Bryce uh, Love is, is tiny.
3: Yeah, I know. He's but, not going to well, hold up in the league. That's why they have him dropping. in. He'll be all right. He'll be all right. He should go in the fourth round. Third or fourth round. You're high. Go Listen, ahead. Duke basketball does not win the championship this year.
4: If you name any team, no matter that's who. That's like calling the field. That's not. Virginia. That's, yeah. Winning it all. <laughs> okay. Again, I, again I, will wow, take, we, we, I will take the field that does not include Duke and Virginia. Nope. Virginia isn't winning it all. You can name any team, and I will always take the field. I saw this funny stat, and this is how I get the
0: champion right. I've gotten them right the past three years. Oh, it's here like,
4: we go. Gloat and Colin. You pick. <laughs> I get them right. I'm the
0: best. I pick a, all the teams right. there's a secret. ESPN's BPI, at the end of the regular season, the champion has come within the top four of ESPN's BPI, each of the last five years. Actually, no, I think it's gone back further than that, but I started
3: taking one of the teams in it starting five years ago.
0: Well,
4: see, I've always had the champion in my other bracket, too.
3: Yeah, you guys all have the one we don't play it's together. Only, it's, always cool? in, it's always yeah, in always, Yeah, you always win the one we don't play together. Yeah, always. It's,
4: it's the other bracket. Always winning it,
3: the other bracket. Of course. Got it 100% right, probably, I'm guessing. All right, stop it. What's your it. take? Stop <laughs> it, stop it. What's your take? All right, so I have
0: uh, Chicago White Sox outfielder, Eloy Jimenez is gonna upset Vladi Jr. for rookie of the year.
4: <laughs> Again, it's the same situation. I will always take the field.
3: Mm, bad take. is the favorite. See, but everybody that's, that's
0: that's everybody's on that. But Eloy Jimenez is a stud. Like he's ready to go. And especially in the AL Central, he's got he's got the prime situation to just go after these bad teams. Listen. Uh, listen, listen, that, listen.
3: Listen. Vladdy's going to win it. It's, a, it's no doubter. He's playing for the for the Toronto, whatever the team is. The Blue Jays. Blue Jays yeah, that team.
0: the team. The team that has the same nickname as your university.
3: Hey, listen. Let's <laughs> not let's not let's not mix mix hairs here. <laughs> okay. Vladdy's winning it all. <laughs> Move on. Next take. My turn. Oh, I'm not. I'm not prepared. But not prepared? I got one.
4: Go ahead. You, uh, no, no, all you. If you have uh, one. You want me you're a
3: master, take master. You got to have these just come and popping right
0: off the <laughs> brain. Know,
4: Bundy, you go, then I'll go, then you go again, and then Colin. You have five seconds or else I'm oh, going to go. Oh, I
3: can't think of the name right now. you getting buzzed. Who's the team that Watt plays for? Texans? I won it all this year. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, Pinky Bet. Pinky Bet. <laughs> <Pinky bat. laughs> uh,
4: which Pinky Bet? That mean? one's awful. You're up. You're up. All right. So, what do you mean? They've got a good quarterback, good it. defense. Calm down. You've been buzzed. Arizona hotshots are going to run the table for the first four years of the Alliance, much like the Cleveland Browns did in the All-American Football Conference. Can I
0: piggyback off that? Two and a half years. As much as the AAF is
4: gonna stick around, over no, under. No, absolutely, uh, definitely under. over. Under, under, over, <laughs>
3: under.
0: I, I'm over. taking. I'm I taking believe
4: the under. in the alliance. They have the NFL's backing. No other. I'm taking the
0: under because it could end after next year, especially with the XFL sticking its way in.
4: The XFL. The NFL is going to do everything they can to kill the XFL as soon as possible. 100. Ah. That's what they tried to do when the the first edition of the XFL. The. NFL is hopping on the AAF solely because they don't want the other leagues to succeed. They have the NFL network, therefore the NFL's blessing. The alliance is going to stick around at least five years. At least, if not more.
3: You're just wrong. Just wrong.
0: (laughs) Um, I think I'm just going to package the rest of mine in and just go one by one. Uh, So I had the NL East will have four teams over 500. Mets, Phillies,
3: Nets, and Braves. Okay, you're done. So you're over. <laughs> That's the end of your segment. Moving <laughs> one. <laughs> no shot.
0: Uh, and then the Padres are going to finish second in the West behind the Dodgers.
4: I can see that.
3: Yeah, but how do you how do you stack up the NLE spec to go back there? How do I do it? How do you stack I it up? I don't know. The, what are you stacking up? What am I stacking up? I think
0: it's just going to be a bludgeon. The whole division itself is just going to I've got,
3: I've got Phillies, Braves.
0: Everybody's gonna beat up on the, the Marlins, and then they're all just gonna beat the hell out of each other. I've
3: got Phillies, Braves, Nats, Mets, Marlins. Okay, I didn't ask you that. Yeah, that wasn't <laughs> the order. It has <laughs> to do with. I didn't
4: care what it has that to do was. Win totals.
3: Yeah, and they're all gonna be, except for two of them, gonna be below five hundred.
4: I mean, I feel like it's more or less I mean,
0: that's standard. That's not really a hot take. That's why I'm no, offering. No, it's not a hot yeah, take.
4: You're just an idiot, so that's okay. SL, pretty much every team. All right, that segment's over. Every team Wrap that- it up. <laughs> Wrap it up. Bundy, you're wrong. All right. All right,
3: back to second. All right. <laughs> Close us out there. Close us out here, Chief. Uh, why? Are you upset? No, nah, I'm just done. Oh. 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 oh,
0: You
1: ran out of takes.
3: Oh, my. You're, you're the so, take machine is broken. Here's the
0: thing. He, through the week, you know, we hear cap this, cap that, cap on, <laughs> cap off. We hear every <laughs> little hot take known the man. Then you get behind the mic, and you're all scared.
3: We're not taking the cap takes today. <laughs> I know we're not, because I'm not going to allow it. I'll cut it off. We're, getting a bit, you know, we're, not, we're not discussing Kaepernick today. I, I'm not, but I'm just saying that's an
0: example. You, through the week, will just run your mouth, then you get here, and it's, so Oh,
3: because oh, y'all say random ass... Never You're mind. good. No. I uh, no, I'm done. You're I good. <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, I mean, FCC to be damned. We're good. <laughs> and it's also too you only you only appear. Government's in our, being shut down again. We're all good, <laughs> but you only show up in our notifications one one point five days. Yeah, you never exist. out of the week. Oh my! So we have to get in all of our uh, our shots at you because we know that later in the week you will be gone, MIA.
3: Let's let's end the segment here. Let's close it out. Oh, well, thank you. I can do my
0: job now. Figure Uh, it out. (laughs) Figure (laughs) it (laughs) out. Coming back up on the final segment, could there be an unconventional way to fix the outfield problems for the Indians and everybody's favorite segment that we've been saying incorrectly? It's, oh, no, baby, what is you doing? We'll do that next. Final segment of the program, and we have Dancing Bundy over here.
4: Great radio. Great radio.
0: You need a lot of junkards. Uh <laughs> Oh, I can't wait for the back half of this segment. Um, all right, so I teased it going into the segment. We have some unconventional thinking going into this uh, Carlos Santana edition or re-edition. I don't know how the best way to put it. He's back. That's all I can say. Back and more expensive than ever. Uh, I, I My interest was piqued by this MLB.com article from the new face, new fresh face of the Indians beat, Mandy Bell. Uh, Indians are mulling whether to play Santana in the outfield. Now, I'll go into the details of what she had to say next. But Zach, just hearing that headline, what what, what do you think?
4: Well, I the optimist in me wants to say, well, if he's playing outfield, then that means that Bowers is doing well at first base. So I'm fine with that. I'm fine with it. As long as, I mean, he can't be any worse than Jason Kipnis in the outfield, which we've been force-fed a little bit over the last few years. So, I mean, I'm, I'm okay with it so long as it doesn't cost us.
0: Yeah, so in, in, in returns, in talking about the outfield uh, Terry Francona said, there, That's something that I want to sit down and talk to him about in terms of Santana. Uh, Between Bowers and Santana, we need to figure out what ends up being best for our team. And to do that, I think we need to communicate with both of those guys and watch them play a little while. So that's pretty vague. You don't really know where he's going with that, but he went deeper into knowing. This is more talking about DHing, which has kind of been the assumed role for Carlos since his addition plus Jake Bowers coming in. Uh, he said, Knowing Carlos, he's never been a big fan of DHing, which. Okay, first off, that's kind of alarming, but some of that may have to do with uh, how we're configured. I was proud of him for willing to do it. I just thought physically it wasn't that hard for him, and he's a better athlete than people give him credit for. I think that was more referring to his time playing in the outfield. But, uh, hey, I mean, if he's more than willing to try the outfield and does, he, he can do it at a high level, that's fine. I'm happy with that. But then you also got to consider, well, if he's playing in the outfield, who's DHing? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's a problem. Ooh, D- when you're cutting payroll, you don't know where to go with certain spots. And like, if you move someone somewhere, you got to fill that spot. But you don't have enough depth to do that. DH for Robo. <laughs> yes, because I want to see Corey Kluber swing a baseball bat. Well, that, that's where the bunting comes in. <laughs> yeah, I— uh... Santana thirty two has played ten games in the outfield in his career, seven and right, and three and left. Spending most of his time at catcher, first baseman, and third baseman. Uh, two of those ten contests did come in the World Series, so he, he's done it in high leverage situations.
4: Yeah, I mean he wasn't noticeably bad in the World Series. I will say that. So again, I I just have to get a feel for it how he is defensively. I mean we've seen some bad defense in the outfield in the past. So and also too, I. I don't want to get into a situation, though, where we're forcing Carlos Santana in the lineup when, if we have a young guy down in Columbus that's doing well in the outfield. like I don't want to be force-fed Carlos Santana in the outfield if we have some younger guy down in AAA.
0: And that's going to bring up a topic we'll dive into rather soon, but it's Oscar Mercado is another young guy. That might start off in Columbus, but could work his way up in the outfield. Uh, Santana went to talk on about his playing abilities and what he prefers. He says, everybody knows my natural position is catching. Well, that hasn't been so in the last six, seven years, and I don't think he's in the <laughs> physical shape to be catching anymore, but I digress. It's catching and playing third base and first base. Well, I remember him playing third. It wasn't really that well, so we moved him directly to first. Right. So I, I don't really know where he's getting that indication where those two positions are still on his radar. I think that's kind of in his past.
4: I mean, that's wishful thinking on his part. I, I, In his defense, I feel like he's trying to say I'm a utility guy, or at least in his mind he wants to be viewed as that potentially. But like like you said, I, he hasn't done that in years, so I don't see that as being that plausible.
0: And here's one of the things that ties into my point. He says, I don't really worry about stuff like that in terms of where he's positioned. I'll worry about it if I'm going to be in the lineup every day. If Tito needs me to play in the outfield, then I'll do it 100%. So it just kind of sounds like somebody that's willing to do whatever it takes to be in the everyday lineup I don't know if he's gonna play all 162 but it makes him flexible and it makes him able to play more often
4: right and I also feel like to him saying oh yeah I could play third base I mean we do have a need at third base if you want Jose to go over to second uh, it's just a shame that we don't have Yondi to uh, uh, be plugging into that hole at third base but
0: you got
3: anything to say over there <laughs>
0: you're pretty quiet <laughs>
4: What are you playing on your phone?
3: Doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> listen, I think we pay pros, you the big bucks to come here and mess around. I think play, Santana's play gonna. I'm um, playing. Uh, listen, go ahead. I think Santana's gonna be a. He, he's a team player. He's a veteran. Wherever you guys need him to play, he'll play out He'll be a good player out there. I think he can play left field, play a little bit right field too. He's got a big bat, so you want to in the lineup, sure. Um, well, it had the the question, he has.
4: He, oh. The question, Not a strong
3: average, but yes, he's got the power and pop for sure. That's a big bet. Yeah. The question then becomes, why does he want to DH? Like, what's is it like? Is it a mental thing for him? Because if it's if it's a mental thing where he's like, I'm more focused when I'm playing in the game. I get that. I can. And I, I think a lot that. of people, a lot of people that are
0: more on the athletic side, I guess is the best way to put it, without making fun of Edwin
3: Encarnacion, <laughs> but it's it's those type of guys that you know they feel more engaged that way. Right. So if that's gonna help him perform at a higher level then by all means do what you have to do to to perform but if he can if he can kind of if he can kind of go out there and dh and still be productive and still be engaged in the game and do that kind of thing i think it's better for the team if he dhs um so it's whatever is best for him mentally to hit 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 really well here's what i think could be interesting is if that you do
0: move him to the outfield or you put him at first and you move jake bowers to the outfield I think that would be a perfect opportunity for a guy we haven't talked a whole lot about is Bobby Bradley, the first baseman prospect that's currently with the Clippers in the AAA. He's, I mean, he's a big bat. He's got the prototypical bat that you want from a guy hitting in that DH spot. He'd be pretty interesting.
4: I mean, I feel like a lot of it is going to come down to seeing how these guys are going to produce in spring training. Sure. So I, I want to see, give me, me through a week or two of spring training, see where everyone's at we a lot of different positions I want to see. I'm just curious to see how everything shakes out. Because I think we're, to flip over to the pitching side of things, I think we're bringing in 30, 30-ish pitchers. Oh,
0: it's easy. I mean, every single day it looks like we're adding another guy to the minor league roster invite. Right. Not right. roster invites.
4: Right. So, I mean, I, it's just I want to see where things are. I feel like there's few guys. Like, there's a few positions that are open where I just want to go with whoever has statistically the best spring. And then throw them out there on opening day, give them a couple weeks, see where we're at, just keep reevaluating. I mean, I in a way, I feel like this is kind of Tito's heaven being able to bring up and send down guys at will. I mean, we've seen that in the past, but I feel like that's kind of, it, it's just going to be important to just cycle through and just play the hand that's hot.
0: Boys, my favorite player is back. It's been two years. Two years, but he is finally back from Tommy John surgery. It is, as Tate Martell would like to say, ass my dude. Cody Anderson, he is back. Uh, Tito said he's free to go and compete, but like I said, with a cabot, uh keeping an eye on him, uh, we do it to everybody, but a guy coming back from Tommy John, you need to, especially with Cody's attitude where he pushes so hard. They all look at opening day, and I understand it, but we can't let him get in the way of guys getting hurt. Like He's been gone for so long, I don't even remember what he has. I just remember hating him because he would blow starts left and right. See my, my And he the, was taking the spot away from Trevor Bauer and he was putting a pen. That's okay, what that's, I was not about. Okay,
4: that's fair. That's fair. See, my my one pretty much singular memory of Cody Anderson was a few years ago went to uh July fourth game against the Pirates and he <laughs> it was a loss for the Indians, but it was like a under two and a half hour game. And the uh, I think it was a two to one final score. So like he pitched well. It's just one of those days where the offense didn't show up, go figure, but I mean, I, I'm okay with Cody Anderson, although he has, uh, he still has played a more recent game than Danny Salazar, though, Which correct? is
0: crazy. I actually saw a video of him today. He actually showed up at spring training as doing long toss, kind of, or medium toss. Well, I mean, yeah, he he was, He's out there. I, he's got some I,
4: length in there. I mean, showing up something, he's... I mean, that's improvement from where he's been the last two years. Hell, he's been stuck in the
0: Arizona League for how long? He was like in the... I
4: don't, we, I don't even know what to describe it as. All I know is we paid him $5 million to do... Nothing. He Absolutely, was rehabbing, nothing. rehabbing yeah. better. Yes, Re- you're right. Mm. We'll see.
0: Uh, last player to touch on, I just said his name a little bit earlier, but it's Oscar Mercado, uh, giving it a chance to evaluate the outfielder. Uh, they acquired him at last year's non non waiver trade deadline from the Cardinals and spent the remainder of the season with Triple A Columbus. He's the club's number 16th overall prospect per MLB Pipeline. Uh, he began his career as a shortstop and made the transition to center field in 2017. Mercado. 24 has a plus arm speed and defense and his numbers on offense really improved greatly when he made the switch to the outfield. So it looks like a guy that could hit 260, 270 range, be a solid guy in the outfield, but more so a pretty good defensive arm out there.
4: I mean, I think that's, uh, especially with the unknown of Zimmer, I think having someone that could potentially come up and fill in. And then even if it's not center field, we definitely have openings in the outfield, I mean, to me, a lot of it's going to come down to being average at worst defensively. But for me, the big thing is, are you going to be able to hit major league hitting? Because we have the pitching staff that will keep us in a lot of games. So it's going to be a matter of whether or not our offense is going to be able to get the wins.
3: I think I think it's going to be an interesting year for you guys to see how this all <laughs> breaks out. Yeah. It is, because you just yeah. don't know which way it's going to go. I, I just think it's going to be... You know, spring training, spring, training, spring training will be very telling um, for the whole thing. And, and, you know, you'll see guys who you think can have a chance to compete and you realize eh, they might need a couple more months of, of AAA ball to kind of get ready to go. We'll see who's ready to go by, by opening day. It's it's a fun game to play. I think you guys are going to take time, though. I think you guys going to – it sucks not having Lindor too because it's going to kind of have you guys on the ropes for the first 10 weeks Um, if that's his timetable. So we'll see how everything breaks out. But to your point, the, the center fielder, if he, the outfielder, um, if he has a good bat over spring training, we'll see what happens. Yeah. I.
0: One thing that we talked about a couple of weeks ago, but turning the roster over with young players to Tito and making him choose who to bring up and who to start and who to get that major league time to. Because he didn't. The, there's this thought that the front office didn't want to turn over time and starts to guys like Melky Cabrera, washed-up veterans that – Quite honestly, shouldn't even be on the roster. But uh, even another name we haven't really mentioned a whole lot, Greg Allen. I mean, I, I don't know. what He's another name to throw into that mix. We haven't really talked about him a lot, but he's had a lot of time in the majors.
4: Right, and I think that more than anything, I give him a shorter leash because of the amount of time that he has already spent up at sure. the major league level. So you don't have to worry about like that kind of adjustment phase with him. Uh, I mean, I'm obviously very hopeful that he will find himself to be an everyday starter. But... I mean, like I said, it, it's just going to come down to how well you produce. And like I said, short leash with him, uh, that's not a knock at him. It's just I'm expecting more of him.
0: Uh, I will say this. This is you know, this is a trend with guys we've seen coming up in the system. Uh, Greg Allen's a classic case. He's a fast, speedy guy. He's known for his defense. But Ty Van Oh, where's the bat? Where is it? Yep. Uh, well, we've made it to that point in the program. It is our favorite segment. Yeah,
2: baby. What is what is you doing, baby? They got a basketball court dad You're not put. Po- no, Dan. Dan, you was. Oh my God, baby. Damn <gasps> Dan? Baby, where's you going, baby? Who? What, what is you doing back there, baby? All over the place, baby. Well, you gonna follow me home?
0: Dan, go. baby, what is you doing, baby? Dan, baby. No, Dan. Come on, then You can't be touching everything, baby. Lord, baby, they all over the place. Oh, baby, what is you doing?
4: All right, who wants to go first? You want this Bundy or you want me to take it? You can have it. All right. So my oh no, baby, goes to the entire city of Edmond, Oklahoma. So just this uh, past December, they uh, they had a former mayor, Charles Lamb. He filed to rerun for mayor, and then shortly after, he uh, deceased unexpectedly. However, he still remained on the ballot. <laughs> And he want, he got enough votes to stay on the ballot. So coming up in the spring, they will be voting again. So here in Edmond, Oklahoma, there's a chance that a dead person will win the mayoral election. So I mean, that'll, that'll be interesting to see. I honestly, I'm kind of polling for uh, for Charles Lame here. I, I, I want to see it win just to see how everything goes. Like, I'm just... I'm very curious. That is great. I mean, he lived a a decent life. 72 is when he uh, passed away. But I... How do you let this happen? I don't know. I'm just confused. Like, I feel like maybe this is something that they just never wrote into any bylaws. Not expecting someone to run for mayor and then pass away. But I just... Like I said, I hope he wins. I'm pulling for him. Maybe... this,
3: This did happen. There is a... In 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 Nevada this year, the past election I think it may, may have been yeah the past election 2018, there was a, a dead gentleman that won. Actually, he was the he was the owner of the uh, the famous brothel up there, <laughs> and he won the he hey, won he the probably, election. He probably went out the right way, man. I'll tell you what. He won the election, and, and they had to have a, a special election afterwards. Too. That is well, I feel amazing. like that
4: that was just the community just. Thanking him, I guess, for his service.
3: What was that? What was that place called? The uh, the Bunny Ranch? Me, I forget what it's called.
0: <laughs> the, bu- uh, the Bundy we're, Ranch. We're, we're, <laughs> the Bunny Bunny Ranch. We're going too deep here, boys. We're going way
3: too deep. <laughs> yeah.
0: All right. So this one, shockingly, it's not coming from Florida. It's from Wichita, Kansas. Uh, I really don't know how else to put this. Uh, a report of a bomb threat at Wichita Home Depot store turned out to be more than a warning for other customers in the restroom. Uh, the county communications released a 911 call where a caller states that someone may have had a bomb in the store. Uh, quote, we just had a customer here made that, or made a threat that we may have a bomb threat. They said the caller, hey, uh, somebody told me that there's a bomb in here and you need to leave the building. He said it three times. Uh, police went to the Home Depot at K-96 in Woodlawn to investigate. Someone there told the staff that they overheard the threat in the store's restroom. But the police did some investigating and learned that the bomb threat came from a man in the bathroom stall warning others about the severity of his need to use the restroom. You all need to get out of here because I'm fixing to blow it up. One witness said he laughed at the remark and took it as a joke. Once police tracked down the man, it became clear that it was all just a misunderstanding.
4: Oh, I mean, we we've all been there. I mean we every everyone in their life has been there where you know when it's coming and you know the severity of it. So I mean I I understand I am with I'm in solidarity with this guy. Just a quote. Like
0: we need to frame this quote. Y'all need to get out of here because I'm fixing to blow it up.
3: I give him respect, he's honest. Telling the guys what he's about to do to it. Oh, yeah, wow. it,
4: it was a courtesy to everyone else. Oh man! That is, that All is, right, Bundy,
3: <laughs> what do you got? Well, this one's I don't know. This one's interesting, to say the least. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. to you. I just gotta tell you guys, the new app is Tutter Is tender for cows? So <laughs> to- <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Being developed in the UK, it's gonna be offered. It's gonna be offered for the UK for UK residents and farmers. So basically. If you have a female cow... Does it have to be female? No, there's also bulls. So you, you put the female cow on the website, and the farmer can swipe right on the bull that he wants to have his female cow mate with. So this just sounds
0: like a range
4: marriage. For your cows. Wait, do the, do the cows have consent?
3: We're not going okay, there. we're, <laughs> not, we're going not going that deep. <laughs> no, no. Whoa, way to ruin the... Uh, this, the <laughs> yep, then. <laughs> so basically, yeah, it's just... Farmers can match their their heifers to their to their bulls. Interesting. It's an interesting app. Don't know how I feel about Tender and Tutter. It's called Tutter.
4: Do you anticipate this coming to to the United States? I think it'd be big in Nebraska. <laughs> Probably If <would. laughs> <laughs> you're being honest, though. Can we also see like after pictures of what kind of steaks we should be expecting? I, I wish. That'd be good.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'd be a positive app. I'd be
0: all for it. All right. So I have one more here. It's from Houston, Texas. Uh, you can't blame the high on this one. So a trip to smoke some marijuana, the old reefer turned out in quite to be a surprise for the Houston residents. Uh, according to police, they received an anonymous call about a tiger being found in an abandoned house after the caller said they were going to smoke marijuana in there. So not only did you just, you know, you did your service to show and there was a tiger left in an abandoned house, you also said that you were smoking some dope in there. So that I don't know how that turns out for you. Uh, there was going to... They were going to a vacant house to smoke marijuana, and they were greeted by a large tiger, said Sergeant Jason Otterett, with Animal Cruelty Unit. It wasn't the effects of the drugs. There was actually a tiger! Uh, Police said that the tiger was named Tyson, appeared to be well-fed and in good shape. However, living conditions were poor. He's in a rinky-dink cage that could easily bust open. It was secured by a nylon strap and a screwdriver for the top of the cage. That sounds really, really smart. I <laughs> wonder how that turned out. Uh, the vacant home is in the neighborhood bustling with children, according to neighbors in the area. A lot of kids around the streets, my kids, the neighbors have kids. So it's scary, said one neighbor. Just for the kids? Are you not concerned about your own money? <laughs> yeah. Sure. Uh, it's illegal to own a tiger in Texas. That's good to hear. But a wild game card permit is required. So I don't really know what that has to do with anything. However, it is illegal to have one in the city of Houston. If the owner is found, they could face a heavy fine.
4: Well, I'd hope so.
3: Heavy fine. That's maybe. it?
4: Just a fine. That's all right. Well, I mean, I, I'd also hope that the tiger then gets taken care of. and yeah. like. Probably donate
3: to the local zoo if they have one or something like that. Either a zoo something.
4: or put it back in its natural habitat. Well, it's
3: domesticating. Well, now. It well, mm. you've taken it out of its. You've already done this disservice.
4: I guess. Anything? I
0: guess. Anything else to finish off? Anything we need to say?
4: I do have uh, something. If anyone out there has five thousand dollars laying around, you can go bigfoot hunting with Jose Canseco. <laughs> uh, just this past week, Jose Canseco from his Twitter. Go on a Bigfoot and alien excursion with Jose Canseco. Contact Morgan Management. And then also, come spend the day with me and my alien buddies. I'll show you Bigfoot and a real alien.
0: Hey, Morgan's phone is probably blowing
3: up right now, let's be honest. <laughs> That's a good marketing right now. Good marketing.
0: Uh, If there's nothing else, it's been a great episode, Bundy. I hope you got all your takes out of your system because we're not going to do that for a little bit while. Um, uh, I'll throw them in there. You, you know. got re- uh, to no recharge
4: the take machine. <laughs>
0: I'll throw them in there. Oh, <laughs> uh, we know you will. Uh, for CB, Zach, and Bondi, it's been another fun episode. And we will talk to you next week. Thank you. Love you.
1: Here we go again.
2: So get it!